I think Rob should do it. That's Lydia talking about the idea of putting me in a shelter kennel for 48 hours to raise $10,000 to help homeless animals that come through our doors. Um, initially, the idea came about because Rob um, and Abraham, our grant writer, we were all having a conversation about the Hunger Games. I, well, no, I guess it was... What were we having a conversation about? I don't yeah, know. Um, I thought about the Hunger Games and how funny it would be to lock someone in a room for a fundraiser and you'd be able to buy them gifts, um, kind of like, you know, how the Hunger Games, you know, you get to vote for people and send them, like, I don't know, medicine or whatever. So for Rob, of course, that was burritos. It was a weird idea, but it would definitely get a lot of attention. I told the group I thought it was great. And that's when she volunteered me for it. Coming up with ideas for how to raise money for an animal shelter isn't easy. We want folks in our community to be invested, but attention spans are so short in 2016, especially when it comes to social media. We have to be productive but respectful. Informative but exciting. Lydia's plan did not seem to violate any of these tenets, but it did seem straight up ridiculous. I said I would do it if we could raise the money while thinking to myself that this would never possibly come to pass. My teammates would forget about it. Boy, was I wrong. They set the goal at $10,000. I don't know, I, I just think it's crazy that he did that. I think he should have eaten dog food. I walked him from uh, from the pen to inside and I really think he needs to work on his leash training. It was, it was really bad. Here's Evelyn, the director of our growth team, to explain a little bit why this crazy idea made sense. Um, I would say the challenge with fundraising is that we're always looking for a way to do something that's new and innovative and that will capture people's attention because um, we, I mean, when you're asking people to donate to a cause, you need more than just the cause itself as, as a reason for people to give. You really want, your primary goal is really to capture people's attention so that they even know uh, what you're asking them to support. And then secondly, it's it's finding projects that are going to be a good return on investment. So looking at how much you are going to have to put into any given fundraising campaign and what you hope to get out of it. So to me, this idea of, um, of putting a staff member in a kennel for 48 hours was definitely something I thought would get people's attention. And the cost to us was really very, very minimal. So it seemed like something that potentially um, could have a good return for us. So what I really liked about this idea was was just the novelty of it. I mean, it's something that I don't think has ever been done before. And I loved that we would be using Facebook in a unique way to try to uh, capture people's attention through a new medium, the live streaming video, which has, um, you know, people are, are just figuring out how that works and, and all the different ways we can use it. And so trying something really new in that way. Um, and also it would be, you know, we, we have over 75,000 followers on Facebook. So it just seemed like a really great way for us to engage as many people as we possibly could. And uh, I think that worked out pretty well for us. So we decided to give it a try. Jamie, our videographer, put together a promo video that was able to capture the right tone. Oh, hi there. I know this might look a little weird, but I'm hoping you'll adopt me. I'm sorry, let me explain. On July 21st, we'll be starting the Adopt Rob campaign in which I will live the life of a shelter dog for 48 hours. The most important thing we had to keep reminding ourselves 
was to make this fun and not seem punitive. Our kennels are really nice, and the one we plan to use for this event is slightly larger than the rest, with a window out to our lobby. Anyone who has traveled out of a backpack on a shoestring budget has probably received worse accommodation. The day came, as did the realization that this was finally going to happen. We used Facebook's live video feature for the entire campaign. It seemed like the best way to get exposure, but presented a few technical difficulties. Once I was in there, I realized that we had put so much time into making sure this went off without a hitch that I wasn't really sure what to do once I was in there. Well, here I am, guys. Stuck in a dog kennel for the next two days. I hope you're going to enjoy watching this, if this is the kind of thing you're into. Fortunately for me, the rest of the growth team is full of prodigies, and they quickly thought of what was a rather daunting way to make this interesting. Painting. Okay, so I thought Rob might like to paint because he it might give him a break from having to talk so much for 48 hours. It's a lot to handle. For the record, I don't paint. So the painting, Rob's paintings actually turned out to be a really good idea. Um, I think he enjoyed it. And also I think the people watching enjoyed him trying to paint these dogs. And they're just beautiful. They're beautiful masterpieces, beautiful enough that people, you know, wanted to buy them up. Because this was a fundraiser and because we were live streaming, we thought it would be a good idea to auction the paintings while they were in progress. Ever watch that guy, Bob Ross? The guy with an auburn afro that paints beautiful landscapes in a totally black room? I decided to channel him while making these paintings. Okay, here we go, guys. Sorry about that false start. I wasn't really thinking, oh, no. Wasn't really thinking about what color, uh, you know, Janie is and, and how that would work with the background. I was just trying to go with the background that we haven't done before. So this is gonna be a, a lime green color, it looks like. Oh, I like that. I like it a lot, okay. Here we go. In the most mundane way possible, I tried to describe what the heck I was doing. Surely I was defying centuries of artistic invention and threw together portraits of shelter dogs with as much grace as a trained gorilla. Artists all over Santa Fe were probably cringing, but the feedback was constructive. At nighttime, things got weird. One of my colleagues stayed until around 9 p.m. both nights. But once they left the shelter, it became spooky in an unexpected way. It was dead quiet. The sound of a clumsy dog knocking over a bowl might stimulate barking or howling for a minute or two, but then it would fall totally silent again. The event found its groove on its second day. The team put together a bunch of interviews with people around the shelter. We even played a quick game of catchphrase, a welcome respite. I haven't seen it yet. And if anybody knows Channing Tatum, please call him. I want him to adopt me. So, what's the game we're playing? Catchphrase! <laughs> Blue blood. <laughs> okay, um, I have a lot of these. Evelyn gives them to me, and it's a time when I have to get things done. Deadline. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so you guys can give yourself a point to your T1. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is yeah. a very complicated game. <laughs> <laughs> I think they got the feeling I was starting to lose it a bit, and I was. The anxiety of failing was catching up to me. I knew I was going to have a tough time staying positive after two days in a box if we didn't reach our goal. After I'd been there for 24 hours, we still hadn't reached the halfway point to $10,000. I could see the number of viewers on the live stream stop every time I tried to sit down and relax, so I just tried to keep talking. It caught up with me by the time Maya left on the second night. I guess by the second night, he seemed a little bit more withdrawn. 
Uh, like it was more of a strain for him to just keep continuously keep up this exciting behavior that people that people had become accustomed to. It was harder. So still here. I'm gonna get ready to go to bed soon. If you guys have any questions before then. Um, I'm sorry, I just keep losing my train of thought. Uh, I'm just really tired from talking the whole day. So... Uh, yeah. If anything, the kennel is quieter than my home at night. It's also air-conditioned, unlike my place, and during a 95-degree week, that was a welcome amenity. None of my discomfort was physical. It was all from the feeling of impending disappointment. I never thought I would say this, but it was the attitudes of strangers online that helped me so much. Of the thousands of people that watched, not one of them left an anonymous disparaging comment. Donations came in from all around the world, from friends and family. But it was the $10 donations from complete strangers that somehow meant the most. These were folks who stumbled upon this strange guy pleading for money from inside a dog kennel and said, sure, I'll throw him a bone. This was the most evident when I was in playgroups in the morning. So if you weren't able to join us yesterday, all adoptable dogs get out to playgroup. And this is where they're allowed to socialize and exercise. This is Virginia. Virginia came to us on a transfer with a whole bunch of puppies. And all her puppies already got adopted. But she hasn't yet. Chicken, take it easy. This was also when our viewership skyrocketed. Watching sheltered dogs actually have fun and be social is a novelty for most animal lovers. We have an awesome and incredibly disciplined behavior teams that cycles dogs in and out of playgroup all morning. If you watch the footage, you can see how happy these dogs are. Happy dogs. Not what most people associate with an animal shelter. The morning of the last day, I was in a weird place. I had been talking for days on end, and I started singing. It was spontaneous. I hadn't planned it. Uh, I don't even sing that well, but somehow it felt appropriate, entertaining, and helped to lift my spirits. A few folks were nice enough to call it inspiring. That really meant a lot to me. As the last few hours rolled around, we were still pretty far from our goal. I began to get dejected as I did my last portrait of Janie, a classic New Mexico brown dog of indecipherable breed. But that last hour, donations started to flood in. I was so committed to trying to keep my spirits high in spite of inevitable failure that I actually didn't expect us to reach our goal. Thank you. Thank, Thank you all so much. Thank you all so much. And thanks to Ben, who's behind the camera right now, Stop. for uh, promoting this the entire time. Uh, thank you guys all so much. It really means a lot to uh, everybody here. Um, you guys are so generous, and you've restored all of our faith in humanity here. I choked up a bit when we got word 10 minutes before the deadline that we had reached the goal. We beat it by only a few dollars. That brought to light what a community effort this was. It was all worth it. Every encouraging comment, everybody who stopped by to ask if I was okay, every person who gave to get us closer to our goal. It all brings to light the most important takeaway from this whole ordeal. Evelyn put it best a few minutes after I got out when she said, that must be the toughest way to raise $10,000 we've come up with yet. It just shows the lengths we have to go through to get the public's attention. Facebook's analytics indicates that our feed and posts about the campaign reached millions. 
147 individual donations were made to the Adopt Rob campaign, amounting to just over $10,200. Our operating budget here is $6 million, none of which is endowment or public funding. Huffington Post and HLN covered the story, hailed it as a success. But the numbers show how big of an uphill battle it is to save homeless pets, over 7 million of which will enter shelters just this year. If I had been locked in a kennel for an entire year and raised money at the same rate, we still would only have raised about a third of the organization-wide budget. Maybe that's where this can have a real impact. The challenge of animal homelessness isn't getting people to care. Folks love cats and dogs. It may be the most ubiquitous interest of American families other than actual children. The difficult part is getting people to pay attention and open their wallets. Unsurprisingly, when presented with the information that 2.7 million cats and dogs will be euthanized in the wealthiest country in the history of the world, most self-proclaimed animal lovers avert their gaze. It's a problem that seems intractable. Our tiny victory did reveal one thing, though. With a $60 webcam and a laptop, we can give the world a glimpse of what they avoid out of embarrassment or guilt. In that moment, we are all seeing this problem together through the same eyes. Will you be one of the few that does something about it? Thank you so much, podcast patrons. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the High Desert Podcast. If you have any questions, please submit them to podcast at sfhumanesociety.org and remember to donate at our website, sfhumanesociety.org or on our Patreon page. Only you can help us keep these animals and this show alive.